When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. John Krasinski uh, covers the Timberwolves and other matters for The Athletic. Thanks for your time, sir. Uh, Johnny, as I look back at last year when the uh, NBA completed some extremely boring playoffs and they still dominated the news for the next uh, six weeks because where was Paul George going? Where was this guy going? Where was that going? If this town's thing isn't put to rest, man, it's just getting started the uh, time that ESPN and everybody else will be able to put in and on. Yeah, you're, you're, right, you're right, Patrick. Just wait until the playoffs are over and, <laughs> yes, and right. these reporters have nothing else to do but dig around on what the heck is going on. I mean, we are just seeing the, the tip of the iceberg, I think. With with towns here, and then you got like where's LeBron going to be going? It's going to be an amazing roller coaster summer. And you know, I always wonder about it, Patrick. Like if I were in Tom Thibodeau's shoes here, you don't want to necessarily respond to every single crazy rumor that's out there. But at the same time, I don't know that you want to completely stick your head in the sand as well, because then some of these things just fester as well. So. Um, I have a feeling it's a, we're, we're going to see a lot more of this as we get closer to July 1 and free agency and certainly before the draft in June as well. Now, uh, am I wrong or, I mean, this wasn't even a huge free agency move around class last year and it was just nuts the amount of uh, publicity the NBA got in that first month of the uh uh, right after the draft, going after the draft. And as you point out, we got LeBron out there now. It's going to be the, they are the only thing to rival the NFL in July now is, uh, is the NBA. You're, you're right, Patrick. It, 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 I mean, people get up for the player movement and free agency and trades as much as they do the games themselves. And, uh, you know, if I were the NBA, I'd put free agency right in the middle of the NFL season <laughs> and then start my season later and, and go against baseball all summer long and, and see how your ratings go. Because, I mean, even when training camps start in August and in early September, I mean, I remember the Kyrie trade stuff happened, oh, yeah. I think, in August last year. And that, that dominated the headlines all week as that was playing out over anything the NFL was going on. That is the one kind of silver bullet that the NBA does have even over the NFL just because the personalities in the NBA are so well known and they do a great job of marketing the individuals and and one player can make such a difference that people just go bananas over this stuff and 
Uh, it is absolutely, I think, the most popular part of the league right now, which is getting record television ratings and all those other things for the games. But man, people go bananas for the for the for the free agency and the draft. Uh, the uh, the atom bombs that were thrown uh, that, that that were really not that uh, uh, crazy, but they were turned into atom bombs about Carl uh, Anthony Towns and uh, unhappiness is not a hell of a lot different than what you'd been telling me in uh, the last two months of the season, as far as that uh, you know there was a little uh, turmoil among the fellas, and uh, Tibbs was going to have to figure out how to handle it yeah i think i think uh for anyone locally i i guess the the hysteria that followed that was just because it came from the spn megaphone and 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 so if it's reaching you know those guys way up in the in the stratosphere it must be serious but yeah I, i mean i continue to say patrick that um it has been something of a personality conflict i mean you look at the two of them and uh, they are they are really different people, and and so I don't think that they've been on the same page since Tom arrived here. Um, uh, I, I continue to say that I don't think it's past the point of no return. I don't think we're at any kind of a of a situation where uh, Towns is saying you got to get me out of here or or anything like that. It's just that these two have have not yet found the the same language to speak to each other and they do they are going to have to do that if this team is going to turn from a fringe playoff team into one that is competitive in the playoffs and can win series i mean it's going to be a very key relationship going forward uh it's going to require communication it's going to require work all of those things but yeah i i, I don't want to sound any five alarm fires just yet but but yeah it's, it's definitely something that has to be addressed here and ideally this summer as they go in and negotiate a contract with him. I was going to ask you that. Is Tibbs capable of a kumbaya three-day meeting with with the key uh, players here, with Towns, with Butler, with Wiggins? Forget the rest of them. They can come if they want, you know. Is he Mm -hmm. capable of... Because this doesn't have to be a bad thing. You get it out in the open, right. and uh, it doesn't have to be bad. It's got to be, uh, you know, the, the proverbial same page. Is he capable of that? Uh, so far from what we've seen of him, no. He's not, Patrick. He is a guy who does not communicate with very many people in that organization and certainly not many of the players. I mean, the, the players that you talk to behind the scenes in the locker room who are upset with him or, or feel disconnected, it's because of that is because he's not available to them. And, uh, you know, I, I think he talks to Jimmy Butler all the time, I think. Um, but the, uh, beyond that, there isn't a whole lot of substantive dialogue from the head coach and president of basketball operations to these guys. He is one of the, of the old school that just, hey, I'm going to tell you how to do things and, and this is what I expect to happen. And, and so that is a downfall of his. That's a, that's a shortcoming of his that I don't see changing anytime soon. And you can kind of, you know, belabor or bemoan the millennials and how they need this attention and that and how, you know, they, it's so different nowadays. But, hey, man, you know, that's the world that you live in now. And I, I think it's incumbent upon a leader to figure that out and, and to reach out and, and, and find ways to connect. And, and if he can't do that, uh, that's how little 
sparks and little brush fires turn into huge forest fires that can, that can wreck things. And so, um, you know, it, if he does it, I think a lot of people will be surprised, but I am continue to say that, yes, I think it absolutely has to happen some way or another to kind of get this thing going in the, you know, keep going in the right direction. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, there, there's, uh, I think a big mistake he makes really is to keep telling everybody that this is Jimmy Butler's team and this is, you know, Jimmy Butler's our leader and uh, the constant uh, uh, praise for Butler. And I heard Sam Mitchell on uh, NBA uh, Network the uh, about two weeks ago, and I can't remember what he was talking about. And he was, oh, I know it was Al Horford and the, what's going on in Boston and how now without Kyrie around. But but the idea, it's all, you know, there's not, nobody ever says, they say, they kind of say, okay, Al Horford's our leader, but Al Horford doesn't doesn't claim that, you know, that it's all right. everybody together. And, and Mitchell was talking about how that's a real team when you don't have somebody's you know, claiming that they're the leader of the team and you don't have the coach saying this guy's the leader of the team leader of the team yeah I, I think that's what it comes down to patrick and, and it, it comes down to just that communication up and down the team i mean you know even if you want to say that that jimmy is our leader and he does things the way that i want to do it you still have to be able to engage the guys you know in, in spots two through 15 on the roster and make them feel a part of things and make them feel invested and maybe not everybody has to believe that they're an all-star and that they have as much say and influence in what you want to do day to day as as your number one guy. But I think that they they have to feel like this is an entire team and that everyone is invested and that um, you know that that they're included in uh, in the game plans and and in in how you go about attacking a team and and what you need going forward. And this all sounds very psychoanalytical and very, you know, um, you know, kind of marshmallows and puppy dogs sometimes. But this is, again, this is the world that, that yes. NBA players are used to nowadays. And this is what is breeding success in Boston, in Golden State, in San Antonio, all over the place. This is the environment that is being created. And these players talk to each other. And so when, you know, when they don't have it here and they hear their buddies have it in in other places, I mean that that uh, that causes them to to ask questions and 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 so that's that's where you got to address these things and hit them head on, or else uh, they can really become problems for you. And uh, you know Crawford, uh, you know as good a guy as he was, I can imagine yeah. he could stir it up a little, and I I, I think he did him a favor by uh, by telling everybody he's leaving. But I can I can only imagine. What was Jimmy's stat on trying to take a shot here to either win or tie a game of 0 for yeah. 12 or something? I can only imagine the number of times these guys leave the arena saying, why in the hell did we do that again? I mean, mm-hmm. I, there's a difference. Okay, Jimmy's the team leader, all of that stuff. That doesn't mean you should run ISO for 20 seconds and have him shoot from uh, with, with two guys guarding him as your only strategy down the stretch because... He's your team leader. That's what drove me nuts. Yeah, I think you're right there, and I think there was probably some definite frustration that way um, in, in, in kind of how things, all the pecking order was established. And and here's the thing, Patrick. They won 47 yes. games 
and made the playoffs, things should be good right now. Like, things should be positive. Everyone should feel good about where they were and where they're going. Um, like it feels great in Philadelphia, like it feels great in Utah, like it feels great in a lot of these up-and-coming franchises that made big leaps. But it doesn't because, you know, these guys, the, 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 the environment that has been established here a little bit. And, and, and if you don't kind of engage these guys and, and get them understanding why you're doing things, and the way that they're and, and and the method behind your madness and things like that, then all of a sudden, all of the successes which you rightfully have a an opportunity to trumpet and should feel great about are feel a little diminished and it feels a little chaotic behind there and it's all it's all about managing the message and all about kind of controlling that side of things, especially in the NBA where individuals are so important as you know as much as team successes and 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 so that's that's the thing that you know everyone across the league who calls me and says what the heck is going on up there you you do scratch your head a little bit about about how things are being handled that way okay one last thing glenn taylor uh i hope glenn you know god love him as a contract employee at the uh, the star (laughs) tribune i'm not going to get real critical here but glenn it's between you and Thibodeau. Don't say that uh, Carl Anthony's got to sit down and talk to me. You tried that with Wiggins last year. It had no impact on him. Uh, you know, you're going to give Towns his deal. It's going to be enormous. Uh, what did I see today? $188 million. Uh, so he can't say no to that. But this is between whatever message you want to get to the players has to go through Thibodeau, and it's got to be made to Thibodeau, I, I would say. if If you are not happy uh, with what's going on, he's the guy you have to change. Uh, I agree, Patrick. I mean, and, and I think that one of the things that Glenn has kind of dealt with over these last two years is, um, you know, sometimes he is the messenger because the message isn't coming from the head coach. He's just, you know, he's not a very good communicator that way, so sometimes Glenn feels incumbent upon himself to be the one who is talking to players and who is kind of trying to do that like work. And so uh, those two need to get on the same page as much as Carl Anthony Towns and Tom, and Tom Thibodeau need to get on the same page or else you are going to have this feeling of instability uh, at the top, both at the top of the roster and at the top of the front office. And, you know, things are still kind of lingering out there right now with Glenn and Tibbs. I mean, we – we haven't really exactly heard Glenn come out and say, yeah, he's done a great job and I support him fully <laughs> and, and all these things yet. It, it hasn't happened. And I think, you know, that, that kind of instability, you know, it, it's not helping things right now either. So we'd like to see some kind of resolution and some kind of, um, you know, kind of steps going forward to, to get into lockstep and deliver some, some kind of messages without, kind of going into a bunker all the time at the same time. A happy medium there, I think, is need to be found. Johnny, thanks for your time, sir. You bet, Patrick. Thank all you. right, Johnny Krasinski uh, covers the Timberwolves for The Athletic uh, will be back. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. Kuznetsov to Ovechkin! Score! Alex 
Ovechkin at 102. Elapsed time. It's one nothing Capitals. Hockey genius I am. What do I always tell you about big game sevens and the home team? That's right. You let the other guy score first? Yeah. Pucker factor! Yes. Yeah. You're supposed to win. You got the crowd screaming for you. 102. Ovechkin shoots a bullet. One nothing. And, and you knew right factor, away. Right you knew then. right away the lightning were cooked. Uh, now right Washington held that well, he held out of that lead for a long time. Yeah. Uh but uh Ovechkin ends up getting his Stanley Cup final. We don't know if he'll get his Stanley Cup, but do you realize, gents, that uh he's only thirty two years old. He's been around what? forever. Really? Yeah. Thirty two years old. Uh September. He came over here. In 2005 and six, uh, right after the lockout season, he was yeah, probably going to come because he was the number one pick in 04, yeah, but, but that season was yeah, yeah. So he didn't get that season in. But uh, think uh, 52, 46, 65, 56. He oh. only had 30 in 2009, 10. No wait, you get hurt. Think. No wait, I'm wrong. I was reading it wrong. Yeah, he only had 32 in 2010, 11, uh, 38 in 2011, 12. Uh, 2012-13, half the year was in... Uh, mm-hmm. He came back and had 32 goals in 48 games that <laughs> year. Uh, 51, 53, 50. Now, 2016-17, he only had 33. This year, 49. And he's but, got three Hart trophies? Three yes, MVPs, I believe he I does have three MVPs. Where is his list of awards here? He uh, He's uh, got it here some dang place. He is... Uh, been a first team all seven time first team all star team, Hart uh, Trophy three times eight yeah. nine thirteen, Hart uh, the scoring leader only once but uh, he's uh, he's a fantastic player taking a lot of heat and you know what I always think of so you're a sports columnist in Washington right mm-hmm. and you're if you're like us. You're not Mr. Hockey. You, you drop in on hockey, right? Sure. But that doesn't mean you're not going to be trying to give them the hot take, right? So <laughs> Columbus beats them the first two games in Washington. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the obits and the reps oh. that were written about these choking phonies Caps. Freezing cold never, takes would have been oh, all man, over. The freezing cold takes should be doing all time. I can only imagine the wonder, the pompous, uh, you know, just radically nasty stuff that was written about the Caps losing the first two at home. They're not even going to. You don't have to worry about a game seven this year, folks. These clowns, Go home, ladies these and gentlemen. clowns will be done in four games. They're going to get swept. And now, uh, six weeks later, you're writing the courageous fighting caps. <laughs> but how many road games? They won. This time they won three. Yep. Uh, Pittsburgh, they won. Pittsburgh. I was going to say, yeah, I think at least two, yes. in Pittsburgh. two in Pittsburgh and Columbus. Because they were the they were the lower seeds, so yeah, they would have had Columbus. Those. They won that one went seven, right? So they won at least three, in and Columbus. they lost the first two at home. Yeah, and then they won two yeah. in Columbus. Did that one go seven? No, that one they won the last four games, right? I think they won the. Okay. I think they lost the first two, won the, won the next four, so they won three road games, three road games, six pick. They won eight, nine road games. By the way, 
the tweet of the night goes to Phil Hughes. Okay. What did he say? <laughs> says, Tampa loses. Been a rough 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't. Uh, he must not have made it down to the uh, game. But uh, Alexander Ovechkin, uh, the, probably the greatest player of this century. What do you think? Who's better? Who's better? I, me personally, I I lean Ovechkin just because I'm not yeah. a sit, I'm not a Crosby guy, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, guess a lot, I think a lot of people would probably yeah, argue that's Crosby. Right. What probably, about one of the Blackhawks, Kane or Taves? Yeah, they yeah, but they you know no, I, I wouldn't put them. I mean, don't they get me wrong, Ovechkin's yeah, he he's, I wouldn't put him in the same category as I mean, they're great players because but, he uh, is now, he is the purest sniper in the game. Mm-hmm. Now here's here's my here's my question. But he snipes by being two hundred right. 30-pound bear. Now, here's my question, and this is a big thing for me because it annoys the hell out of me. Now, Angolin, the captain for the Golden Knights, he touched the trophy when they won, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and they present. He touched the trophy. Did the capital? Did, did Ovechkin touch the trophy last night? I don't know. I didn't watch that. I don't. Because uh... you know they got the oh, don't touch the you know the conference championship trophy. Don't touch but it. But they did kind of j- the the Vegas now. He, he just kind of ushered it down the aisle. He didn't really. It wasn't like they were parading right. it around. He 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 grabbed it. Posed with a picture of it, then went over to his teammates, and they all kind of backed away from him. Hey, but he was holding the trophy. But I don't know. I'd it's like so to dumb. someday, in my rare occasions, they they now have covered the uh, the wild logo on the carpeting in the in the locker room. They've okay. now covered it, so if you walk around it, because it used to be if you st- step down, it, it was like a big crisis. Yeah. Uh you know, something you'd like to say. What the hell good's it done you? Oh. You know, what the hell? It's yeah. you know. The last two years, you've been done in five. Right. For God's sake. You should have. <laughs> Maybe you should step you should on have the logo. Us do an Irish jig on this <laughs> damn thing. Maybe it'll change your life. You well, it's just like it's just like when they say, "No, don't touch the trophy." Well, teams that don't touch the trophy, they lose in the Stanley Cup Finals too. So, what, <laughs> yeah, what the what, hell? Di- what the hell difference does gonna, it make? It? Yeah. One of them is going to lose. Right. So the what the hell she, difference does it make? That's the way she works in the world of professional team sports. When two teams play for the championship, one, one loses. Wins. Wait now. <laughs> one wins one, and one, one loses. Wins. Wait a minute now. We all know the history of speaking of Kane with the cup. Yeah. What's Ovi going to do if he wins that cup? Oh, he'll take it back to Russia. He loves Russia. He's a big Russian. But isn't he known as kind of a party guy, too? Oh, I thought he? I, I thought know. he was. I don't know. What the hell? Because Kane was doing Jaeger bomb shots out of the thing in, <laughs> in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, I don't know where he'll uh, he'll he'll take it back home. But what what a great player, and I'm glad for him. And oh, yeah. I, it is, I hope it he is beats cool. those phonies from uh, Las Vegas who uh, <laughs> who basically were handed up because they oh, they God. bribed the NHL to give them a winning team for five hundred million dollars for a franchise that should have been worth about two fifty. So that's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. And it's not a miracle they got great players. All right, uh, tomorrow, the Friday of uh, Memorial Day weekend, who's working? I'm working. Oh, I'm here. Tomorrow? Yes. Yeah, I'm here. Are all the mayors bailing? Yeah, I think the mayor's going to be How about the Ruck? Is he bailing? Ruck's here. Ruck's here. here. Holy cow, that's uh, that's unusual. I still can't believe it's already Memorial Day weekend. (laughs) Did you guys see him? Was that yesterday? We had that hallway interaction. (laughs) You looked at me like I had a third head and said, oh, it's not. 
Memorial Day. Not right. Right. It's, it's, no, it's no. this weekend, Pat. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> the confused look on his face. I've always had resentment at Memorial Day since I went through the uh, the secret government mission at St. Mary's over here. Yeah. yeah. And my th- time was up on that Friday of Memorial Day weekend. Oh, oh yeah. And they God. said, we're just going to keep you here till Tuesday. <laughs> Which they probably was a good probably, idea. Uh, made the thirty days worth it, but I ended up going thirty-two or three instead of. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Friday they could have. Uh, Saturday was the end, okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. So they could have let me out on Friday because there were no facilitators or consulars or anything around. <laughs> but they let me stay till Tuesday. Oh. Yeah. You know what? You needed the extra couple days to ring out, probably, yeah. right? Boy, it was lonely around there, man. <laughs> anyway. I see you hell? walking down the hallway with your hands in your pocket. Didn't smoke and didn't drink coffee. There isn't a hell of a lot to do. There isn't a hell of a lot to do in Memorial Day. Someone give me another Diet Coke. Pepsi Light back then. Ooh, Pepsi Light. When people came to see me, they had to bring a case of Pepsi Light. That was that was the price to coming that was the price of admission (laughs) Uh, the best part of that was when my dear friend from atlanta frankie highland called me up says are you in are you in are you in treatment he said yeah he says i talked to fowler we're gonna come up and break you out of there (laughs) 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 we're gonna break you out Uh, here's johnny Johnny. (laughs) thanks patrick this update sponsored by kfc this summer get a crispy tenders 20 dollars fill-up meal includes 12 extra crispy chicken tenders plus all the fixings for a limited time only this offer is not everywhere and not forever tax and substitutions apply the Twins are off today. They'll open up a three-game series tomorrow evening in Seattle against the Mariners. Uh, they did make an announcement today. They've reinstated Miguel Sano. Sano missed 24 games with a hamstring injury. He just finished up a five-game rehab stint with AAA Rochester. They sent down Jake Cave back to Rochester to make room for him on the roster. Uh, Major League Baseball this afternoon. Reds beat the Pirates 5-4. to Angels an 8-1 to winner of the Blue Jays. Orioles beat the White Sox 9-3. to And the Athletics edged the Mariners as they wait for the Twins 4-3. to Gophers continue playing the Big Ten Tournament tonight. They won their opener in the tourney yesterday. They're the top seed in the tourney, and they'll play Illinois tonight. That is a 9 o'clock start. Carl Anthony Towns, Jimmy Butler, made the All-NBA third team the second time. Timberwolves teammates have been All-League in the same season. Uh, the Wolves had only three players make All-League teams. Kevin Garnett did it eight times. Kevin Love twice. Sam Cassell once. So back in 2003-2004, Garnett was on the first team. Cassell on the second team. Uh, one other baseball note, the Tampa Bay Rays are continuing that little experiment uh, with their their bullpen people pitching yeah, the first inning. Your guy, Sergio Romo, started a game the other day. Uh, they are going to continue to do that. He actually started two games in a row last weekend. Wow. Uh, they're starting relievers in all three games this weekend against the Orioles. They used Romo as an opener instead of a closer in two games last weekend, starting the veteran reliever Saturday and Sunday against the Angels. Romo, who had never started a game before, pitched an inning Saturday he went two innings He's, Sunday. They're trying to get everybody's bats to slow down and then uh, mm-hmm. get somebody else in there. They are, uh, you know what they're thinking? Outside the box. Yes, outside they are. They're the outside the box. A lot of people are inside the box. They're outside Serious the question, box. though. Is this going to have any type of ramifications with labor and you know the, the collective bargaining deal? If no, I, well, if this becomes a trend, I'm guessing. What do they care? 
Okay. You know, no, no nothing. No. Uh, the uh, man- it, it will it will pretty much uh, put a hole in the cot there. You have less pitchers, though, if we play seven yeah. innings. <laughs> uh, Kevin Cash, their manager, uh, did say we're not trying to do anything that's cute. We're just trying to do something that's right for us to win ball games. No, you're trying to do something that's cute. But hey, they're about five hundred out of nowhere. They're mediocre club, but they're five hundred. So. They're, they're one of those teams I watch, and there's a few ball players I have no idea oh, who no. they are. Yeah, no idea. John Hyde plays who he play for? Who he play for? <laughs> Go goes there, but he's hurt. He's yeah, on the yeah. DL. Yeah. Uh, from the Twins division, the Royals apparently are getting ready to uh, open the trade gates, as they say, according to John Heyman of FanRag. Uh, they're ready to do talks. It doesn't mean any uh, near-term dealing uh, should be anticipated, according to Heyman. Well, GM Dayton Moore recently suggested the club uh, would not make any decisions until the deadline's at hand. He struck a somewhat different tone in commenting for a report for Heyman, telling him when a team isn't performing as well as they'd like, it makes sense to be open-minded concerning trade scenarios. Uh, they have a lot of pending free agents, uh, closer Calvin Herrera, third baseman Mike Moustakis, uh, veteran John Jay, Lucas Duda, Alcides Escobar, and Drew Buchera. Oh, man. He's, he's you know, ooh, some team might want him. He'll huh? be with the Tigers, no doubt about it. But Guardian, <laughs> Guardian, he have a creepy relationship, man. Creepy, huh? <laughs> creepy. Well, we're um, in the market for a light-hitting catcher, aren't we? Uh, I think we can find one. I think we got one, Bobby. <laughs> Bobby's That's a light hitting catcher. Well, he's a heavy light hitting catcher. <laughs> we'll be back. Drive time. Now on the ride with Royce. Welcome to the traffic report. Traffic and weather. Traffic and weather. I'll be back with a forecast after this. Traffic and weather together. All clear up in White Bear Lake. This report sponsored by Indeed. Both directions of 61 open and flowing through White Bear Lake again. We have a road blowout screwing up eastbound Highway 7. It's in the left lane between Williston and 494. You'll see consternation there. Northbound 100, a uh, sold-out show due to the construction closures in downtown Minneapolis. Everybody's using it as an alternate. Uh, Your travel time, 494 up to 394 at 20 minutes. Same thing's playing out on northbound 169, a 20-minute drive from 494 to 94. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. It's 92 degrees. The ride with Royce now continues. Personal file, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. It's time for late hits. He started cutting me off while I was running around, and I was just didn't know what was happening. And um, the next thing I know, it I got nailed by a tennis ball. It's, I, I basically said, "Hey, what? What the? F-? Yeah, I don't know what exactly what he said then, but I, he went right to the sled that I had put together to push down the field, and he took it and tried to run me over with it." And he basically said, get the f- playground. And I just sort of went away. He started running, cutting me off again, and he picked up a dumbbell and he threw it at me. This is a patron at the uh, Lifetime uh, uh, Fitness Center, right? That was him talking, talking to, about Richie. He was talking to, uh, to uh, TMZ, yeah. About Richie and About Cognito. Richie and Cognito, yeah. Uh, this is uh, kind of disturbing because Richie last, what, about two weeks ago, said he was retiring, right, from Buffalo because mm-hmm. he was breaking down physically. 
And then he said, what, last week that he was, now that they'd let him go, he was thinking about a comeback. Well, on Wednesday, he was at uh, in Boca Raton uh, at the Lifetime Fitness Center in uh, Boca Raton. And as this guy described, uh, Incognito uh, was uh, throwing tennis balls and other items at, at a patron. He skimmed the patron's leg with that sled. And then he threw weights at the patron and into the swimming pool. And the cops came and Incognito told them, quote, he was running NSA class level three documents through his phone and didn't have to explain himself to officers because they didn't have enough clearance, according to the incident report. When later told by officers that his behavior might pose a danger to others, Incognito asked a woman in the swimming pool to call the FBI. So obviously, uh, Richie... uh, uh, you're wondering uh, what uh, what he was taking or what's going on with his brain there, but uh, that's uh, kind of a upsetting thing to say the least. Uh, John Sterling, uh, the uh, media guy for Sports Illustrated, felt obliged to talk to John Sterling about his critics. He's a polarizing figure in New York, apparently. Hmm. John, uh, and uh, he said, uh, John said, there's an old adage, and boy, is it true. You can't please everyone, and you shouldn't try. And so, you don't have to tell me the way I broadcast. Obviously, there are people who don't like it. The people who are getting paid for uh, criticism, I really don't pay attention to anything they have to say because they're doing it for a reason. They're doing it for a living. When you knock someone for 30 years I've been here, you obviously dislike the person, so that makes me ignore it even more. So I'm cool with that. By the way, I have strong likes and dislike. When I have a dislike, I just totally ignore it. So apparently he's been getting ripped up again in the, by the TV critics in, in New York. But how can you not like John Sterling? I don't mind him at all. Have you heard his uh, new home run call? Harrigan was playing it. Yes, for Gleyber Torres. Yeah, it's uh, Gleyber Day. Gleyber Day. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Yes, well, I mean, generally speaking, we learn to love guys, right? Yeah. Remember John Gordon? Well, you guys aren't even old enough. When John Jordan first started off, he was kind of the, hey, he was he was kind of that. Roy Firestone used to do this impersonation of the announcer of the mm-hmm. traditional baseball announcer. And allegedly John was the, he'd heard John when John was doing minor league baseball. And, but you know, KQ made fun of John for five, six years and we <laughs> learned to love him. And he kind of mellowed out the act and the whole thing, but we learned to love John Gordon. My so. my favorite John Sterling was when Melky Cabrera was playing for the Yankees. And every time he hit a home run, he would always say the milkman delivers. <laughs> Yes. I always like that one. Yes. Well, he's, uh, you know, he comes up with something corny. And we got Susan's word for it. He's a good guy. Yeah. We've had Susan on. So, Major League Baseball undertook a long study with a bunch of uh, really expert scientists to figure out if indeed the baseball is juiced, right? Did you guys see this story? Mm-mm. I saw it, but uh, I did not read it. Uh, the, in the report of the findings released by Major League Baseball on Thursday and available at MLB.com, the independent committee chaired, chaired by Alan Nathan, a professor emeritus of physics at the University of Illinois, concluded in his research 
uh, that the baseball is not juiced. But there is less drag on the baseball, so therefore it stays in the air so long. But this is a, I printed this out, it's four pages, there are nine points, and number nine, they don't know why the ball is carrying farther. (laughs) (laughs) Further testing focused on the ball's surface roughness and center of gravity is ongoing. You know, the the, uh, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, they can't figure out, because they say it's not the seams. You would think that maybe the seams have been lowered, which is what people say, the seams Mm -hmm. have been lowered. So maybe without that little bit of material, the ball, when it's in the air, is less drag on it. It's smoother, but they say that isn't it either. So the conclusion of this wonderful study is, yes, the ball is going further. No, it's not because of something in the core of the ball, uh, but we don't know what it is. That's And they also kind of poo-poo the whole launch angle thing that, and while there are more people swinging that way, actually the launch angle number went down from 2016 to 2017. R- really? Yes. Mm. So it's uh, very weird. Yes. Cincinnati has been awarded an MLS expansion team, and it will join the league in 2019 as we continue the climb towards uh, 28 teams. Isn't that what uh, Commissioner Garber mm-hmm. told us? They're going to 28. Uh, they would be the 26th team, because uh, uh, and they're going to join in 2019. They're going to play at the University of Cincinnati's Nippert Stadium, the old football stadium. Okay. But uh, then they are going to build a new stadium in the city's west end. And as you guys know, Cincinnati's right on the border of the Ohio River, right on the other side of the river. Mm-hmm is Ohio and then Kentucky and then Kentucky. Mm-hmm. We got Kentucky and Ohio. And this soccer team will bring together both states, right? Okay. What's the nickname? What's the name gotta be? United. United. Oh, it's gotta God. be United, don't oh. they? We gotta yeah. be Cincinnati United. We're united. Uh, you know, and, and but instead of Cincinnati United FC, they could call it OK, Ohio, Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. sure. Yeah. But I think we got another United coming. That'd be my guess. Since, yeah. Uh, the uh, Detroit Pistons have hired Ed Stefanski to oversee the uh, uh, overhaul of the basketball operations. And it's an open secret that the coach they want to hire is... Dwayne Casey? Dwayne Casey, mm. yes. All righty, we shall return and see if anyone has a daily complaint. Now, on the ride with Roycey, let's hear the boys' daily complaints. Where's our guy Manny? Did he? Oh, there's Manny. I'm right here. Right here. Manny, you got a daily complaint? I do. Here's my daily complaint. You touched it. That a boy. I like it. My daily complaint is that Ovechkin touched the trophy, and the reason why I'm complaining is because I was hoping I could rip him for not touching the trophy. Okay. So he actually did touch the trophy, okay. which I, I, actually I, I am happy that I he had did. no idea until two nights ago this was a tradition. Yeah, well, it's it's I don't know if it's a tradition, but just some guys don't, you know, whenever the Penguins have won the East, they don't, you know, Crosby will go up and he won't touch the trophy and 
because it's just, oh, don't touch the trophy because then, you know, the superstitious stuff. But both captains from both teams that are in the finals, they both touch the trophy. So I'm actually, I'm actually happy about that because the whole thing is stupid. Here's here's my here's my daily complaint, and I ran across this, and I got to admit, not knowing my uh, Supreme Court history, I wasn't aware of this. Do you know that in 1943, the Supreme Court of the United States of America ruled against compulsory patriotism? The Hmm. citizen who takes a knee to make a case is a great uh, anyway. They they cannot make you stand at attention. Bud Grant now would get his guys to do it. But, yeah. Uh, uh, 1943, since 1943, we have not required compulsory patriotism. We have not been able to make you, you know, with the kids when they used to do the, you know, you used to do the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. If you wanted to sit in your chair, the nuns might not have liked it, but they couldn't have done anything about couldn't it. Couldn't have done right? anything about it. Okay. Anyway, all righty, uh, tomorrow we will uh, really have a Friday Fun Fest because it will kick off. Do we have a musical longer. guest yet? Uh, I'm thinking Beach Boys. Summary. Okay. Summary. I'm thinking I can dig Beach that. Boys. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe. Maybe. I don't know.